0: a like gray area that's important to learn how to live in instead like you can be going through a hard time and still have a good life and still have fun so I think it's kind of like don't throw up the like baby in the bath water or whatever that saying is like just because you're confused doesn't mean you can't also enjoy life
1: and get ready to just go with it
2: here i'll start with some musical genius no matter where i go no matter what i do hey i'll never be 23 with anyone but you if you guys don't know that song this is an ad a paid sponsorship go <laughs> listen to 23 by sam hunt
1: before we get into Abby's singing abilities, go ahead and subscribe really to this good. podcast. At H- Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere podcasts are found. And the more subscribers we get, the more money we make, which means we can afford to put Abby in singing lessons, which is to everyone's benefit.
2: Oh my gosh, thank you, Ashley, for thinking of me in that way. That's so sweet.
1: Always, always, and forever. And also, while you're at it, follow us on TikTok or Instagram at just it.podcast. It Take it, it away, about,
2: Glenn. Can we oh. talk about how... Um, 23. Like those lyrics are really insightful. Like, you'll never be 23 again, like with the people that are in your life in your inner circle at that time.
1: This song is by Sam Hunt. If anyone's unaware, he's a country singer, but the song is so not country, which I'm a little mad about. So, good I listen mean, it's to like it.
2: Good vibes. Put it on well, the no, morning. It's good, good vibes. vibes. It's good
1: vibes. I just wish it was more of uh, uh, Eric Church, um, Brett Eldridge, good vibes. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> We but can this
2: song's about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
1: But this song, something that I'm really appreciating, well, something I hate about society is everyone is talking about how 23 is your worst year and I'm about to turn 23 and I don't like this precursor of people saying 23 is your worst year. Nothing can be worse than quarantine.
2: You know what? I haven't heard that until today, so I'm going to pretend like it's not I a think precursor. Where I hear it
1: is people saying it and passing it in TikTok or in the comments. Or just people that are slightly older than me, like 23. I don't know. Most people well, also graduate college okay. when they're 23, and I graduated at, like, 21.
2: I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm people not, think Ashley, you don't have to flex on us like that. Like, we get it. You're smart.
1: You graduated at 21? Oh smart. My, my birthday's in the fall. I'm not smart. My birthday's
2: just late.
1: You guys, she's not
2: smart, and I can't sing, so that's why we need sponsors. Anyways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but this song, I love – obviously, all the good songs are about being 17. Everyone talks about being 17, 17, or 21 sometimes or 16. I people, well, I don't know why people rave what about 16. What I wouldn't give
2: to be 16. Exactly. Dancing free. Queen, go on, go. Oh, Dancing Queen. Um, um I'm out of them. <laughs> Young and sweet. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant other songs that start with other oh, numbers no, no, of I, age. I'm the cue to cue card to sing. Oh, I don't know about you. I'm feeling twenty. Exactly. There's all
1: these ages that everyone idealizes, and nobody cares about twenty-three. So this song is really gonna voice to a generation. Twenty-one. Really, Hunter like, Hayes. Yeah, twenty-one. Hunter Hayes. Okay. Um, and I now. really like how he's talking about. Obviously, no one has you at a 18, certain age Khaled. in time.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry
1: (laughs) he's talking about how no one has you when you're no one has a 23 version of you that he got to have and that's true about people that you don't talk to anymore or people you used to date or friends used to have no one is ever going to get them at the stage you had them in life
2: that's really special and I think a lot of people will be in relationships especially romantically because I feel like that's what the song's about obviously but like a lot of times people will date someone and think they're going to marry them and then they end up not marrying them like that's okay like that's the life everyone goes through breakups but like when I hear that song I think about how I was like so in love with my high school boyfriend like so head we'll over put heel. Pictures on our story if you say yes about him proposing to you for, like, prom. if I say yes so cute literally we dated for like three years like all of high school pretty much we had like a little break in between but um I just was like so obsessed and I was like I I don't think I really thought I was going to marry him, but at the same time, like I didn't really think we were going to break up either. So, like, what does that tell you? But when I think <laughs> back, I'm like, wow, I will never be like 17 years old and in love with anyone except him. And
1: me. whoever he marries, I don't know if he's married already, but whoever he marries, no. they're never going to get <laughs> him at 17, which is what you got.
2: Yeah. So suck it.
1: i'm sure i'm sure they both listen but like you're now no one a future relationship isn't ever going to get the version of that person that you happen to get and we're lucky enough
2: to have and vice versa and there's something really comforting about that because it's just like the ebbs and flows of life like constantly changing people coming but you can't ever be replaced
1: necessarily because no you no one is ever going to be able to replicate what you had at that moment in time with
2: someone But what's even more special is that best friends, such as Ashley and I, will have each other for our whole lives. Special or your worst nightmare. Take your pick. (laughs) Yeah. What did you ask one of our friends the other day if we're insufferable?
1: (laughs) But speaking of being 23, we have on a guest today... Who is right in that same age bracket of life. And on her own podcast, she talks about kind of that struggle of being 23, 24 and the ups and downs, the twists and turns, the not knowing where we're going, but also not really caring, but sometimes caring too much at the same time of life.
2: That's a good way to put it, Ash, actually. Very, very well said. Well said. My sad. <laughs> Rolled off the damn tongue. Yeah, and if you are a YouTube girly, then you will definitely know who this is. We have on Miss Kenzie Elizabeth. Very exciting stuff. And we chat about it all, you guys. We chat about it all. So go and listen to the song
1: and then listen to the episode. Pause it, I dare you. Um, and if you don't, go ahead and listen to the song. Post this and go tell your friends or the person you're dating that you love them. And,
2: you know, life's sentimental. That's really cute, Ashley. <laughs> Getting a little Giddy. bit too, Yeah. just a little bit Um, i'm feeling scenty
1: i'm always scenty i i'm always scenty anyways um so yeah go ahead and go ahead and keep getting ready for your nightly plans as you listen to this and cheers Happy hour. Happy Friday, everyone. We are back for another episode of Just Go With It. We are here with the content creator, YouTuber, I love you so
2: much, podcast queen, Kenzie Elizabeth, for a fun episode. Hi. Hi, Kenzie. It's so nice to meet you. We're so excited to have you on and pick your brain about everything, life in your 20s. We're just going to get all down and dirty with it.
0: Thanks for having
1: me, guys. Of course. Okay, so... We are going to, I know that you, I follow you on Instagram, so I know you read even more than Abby and I do, and we're obsessed with reading, but you have a speed by long shot, and don't worry, we're going to get to a bunch of book wrecks at the end of the episode.
2: What are you, yeah, what are you reading lately? Just give us like a, if you had to recommend something for someone to start, because I need a new book.
0: I'm pulling up my Goodreads right now. Um, for my book club with my friends, we just read The Good Sister by Sally, Hep- Sally Hepworth, which I and I know the mother in law was like a big thing and people loved that book. I thought it was okay, and it's not, I, It's just interesting because people that I had the same taste with were obsessed with it, and I liked it, but I wasn't like obsessed. Um, last night I finished the last post in like one sitting. It was just what I needed. I read *The Secrets of Us* recently. Oh, *It Happened One Summer* by Tessa Bailey. That one was like I've all went on
2: TikTok.
0: Yeah, and it, it was really all over like the toast and they were talking about it and so i've read it and it's really steamy but honestly the book itself is really good but it's not one that okay. i thought i would like
1: okay yeah because we also said the morning toast and i do remember they were like this is more like than we bargained
2: for with the steaminess yeah <laughs> but there's I, well, I was
0: like oh my god like it was really something
2: like 50 shades vibes at some parts yes yes oh my gosh that's funny
1: Okay. So before we get into it for anyone that doesn't already follow you on Instagram or listen to your podcast, which I'm obsessed with, give us kind of a rundown on who you are.
0: My name is Kinsey. I am a lifestyle vlogger and podcast host based in Dallas, Texas. Um, I did live in LA for a little under five years. So I get people get confused still, I think. But I'm in Dallas. Mainly, I just travel a lot to Bachelor record. Um, yeah, I like lifestyle wellness. I like for some reason think that I'm like, the Gen Z Martha Stewart, but I'm minus self-proclaimed. The, like, <laughs> yeah, but like that's a title I've given myself, so like take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah,
2: that's awesome. How did you get started doing content creation?
0: Um, I just loved watching it when I was younger. My friends and I started watching YouTube videos back when it was like Michelle fawn like Megan Rinks, like all of them, OG Aspen, all of them. Um, and then I finally started my channel early high school. And then
1: from there, did you transition kind of to Instagram and from there to the podcast? Yeah. Okay. And you had podcast for a while, like more, I know podcasts are having this big boom and it's like a saturated market, but how did you think to yourself before it was super popular? Oh, I'm going to
0: start this now. So I had been like an earlier consumer of podcasts compared to like the rest of like my friends, mm-hmm. and I would say like my bubble of podcasting. Um, And I'd wanted to start a podcast, honestly, for like two years before I even did. I'm about three years into my show, I think, at this point. And I'd always wanted a podcast. And then I finally, I had a team that wasn't very supportive and didn't really get it at all, which is really ironic now because like the podcast is uh, bigger. Like podcasting is the biggest thing right now. Uh Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So... I finally started a podcast, um, but by the time I did it, it was around the same time that majority of my friends ended up starting, but I was the only one who, like, really listened to podcasts, so I should have started it, like, a year or two before.
2: Mm -hmm. That's what Ashley and I always say to each other, because there was a period of time, obviously, 2020 of quarantine, we were just literally sitting around, like, not knowing how long it was going to be, like, so much extra time that we could have capitalized on starting it earlier if we had had the idea to, but... Coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, can only go forward. And then,
1: so from there, you've kind of just transitioned to TikTok and all around, all encompassing, because a lot of influencers these days and content creators have to be like a jack of all trades. And not you know pigeonhole themselves in one. It's like so- a Disney
2: star. You have to act, sing, dance, <laughs> everything that Disney would like produce those days. You like have to do it all. And you have to be like the Demi Lovato of like 2006.
1: So you're kind of all across the board now with the book club,
2: the podcast, the TikTok, and everything, aren't you? How do you keep it all organized?
0: I have a team. So like my the business end, I have management on that end. and Then I have a podcast team who produces all of it. I have an assistant. I have an editor for a lot of video stuff on my channel. And then also the podcast Instagram, I have someone run that. So it's not like there's a lot going on, but I definitely have people who help.
2: That's good. Yeah. Thank God for that. I don't know how I don't know how one person would do all that.
1: At what point do you figure out to yourself, oh, I need to get help. Like I can't, (laughs) the ship is sinking. Like I can't do this all alone. And how do you expand your team?
0: So with my most recent hire with my assistant, it got to the point where I was just missing things. Like she now like runs my calendar, does all that stuff, um, content, like deadlines, things she's looked to with my management. I was just, I never missed deadlines and I was never late on things, but I would forget. I don't know. I was just, get, it was getting to the point where I just couldn't handle all of it. And I was like, okay, well, if I want to grow at all, I need to hire someone, so yeah, I know the podcast that was from the start. I've always been with my network. So we jumped and did that together with YouTube back in the early days as brands were coming in. Um, I just started, I was with management pretty early on. I think it just, it depends on whatever the like higher in quotes needs
2: to be. Everyone go to shantiboutique.com right now. Run, don't walk. They have so many cute things. I'm literally scrolling right now. They have Oh my gosh, look at this sweater. Has your, your credit card pulled out? My credit card is pulled out. No, seriously though, the big chunky, the big chunky knit sweaters, if you're keeping up with, you know, fall trends, those are so in, they have the big buttons, they have the neutral colors, they're timeless pieces, they'll go with everything, I'm obsessed. And they're all so reasonably priced, so much so that you even get 20% off your first order with our code JGWI20 at checkout yeah
1: sickening and follow them sickening. on instagram at shanty boutique
2: also last thing i'll add if you go to their website and you go to dresses like i don't know say you're feeling fun and flirty you have a wedding coming up you're going to be a guest like go get a dress there's this sickening photo of me on the website it's really cute it's a t-shirt dress i'm on my back porch like everyone go look at it quick 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 before, before it goes yes <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. Anyways, love y'all. Love Shanty Boutique. Peace. Love. Live, love, laugh. And uh JGWI20. Go do it, peeps. Go do it. And then, okay, so you are kind
1: of transitioning a little bit. You are 23, 24? 24, 24, maybe? 24. <laughs> well, so this podcast is dedicated to, obviously, life in your 20s and kind of navigating all of that. We kind of wanted to talk about the awkwardness of, like, 23, 24, and how everyone is on different timelines and some of your friends, I just had a friend get married the other day and I couldn't be further from that truth. And so people are like doing it on purpose and having kids and buying houses. It's so kind of an awkwardness of like everyone being in different stages. Yeah. <laughs> being in different stages of life and you're trying to like mesh all of that.
0: Yeah. I am very vocal about twenties being like so confusing on my show. Mm-hmm. That's like the number one thing people want to hear Talked about not really like necessarily from me, but from people who have like gone through their thirty or their twenties already. It's just such a weird time. Twenty three was such a hard year for me. It was great. There were so many good things that happened, but I was like, oh my god, this is the worst age ever. Um, and then I turned twenty four, <laughs> and my problems didn't necessarily go away. But for some reason, I just deemed twenty four a better year than twenty three. It's just confusing. It's really difficult. People are in totally different life phases. There's so many issues that I feel like aren't really talked about because people just blanket statement like your 20s are hard. They're kind of weird or they're your <laughs> best years ever. Yeah. So it's just a really weird space to be in. It's I don't know. I don't feel like it really hit me until like 23 postgrad.
2: Yeah, I know that 23. It's obviously a hard year because it's your first year out of college. If you did go to college kind of thing and you're just really figuring a lot of it out and you have to you're basically thrown to the deep end like figure it out. But also, I feel like there's been like a joke between at least Ashley and I, like our friend group, like 23 is your hottest year. So it's kind of funny because it's like, there's this whole idea of like, this is the hottest and youngest you're ever going to be like, live it up, your 20s are your yeah. best. But then also, it's like the hardest thing ever in the whole world. So like that dichotomy is so hard to like, mesh together. Like, how do you have the best time of your life and also the worst? <laughs> like,
0: I think that's a like gray area that's important to learn how to live in instead like you can be going through a hard time and still have a good life and still have fun so I think it's kind of like don't throw up the like baby in the bath water or whatever that saying is like just because you're confused doesn't mean you can't also enjoy life
1: yeah no that's true that's a hot take <laughs> just because you're like crying yeah. in the car sometimes doesn't mean you also can't have fun like later that same night
0: yeah.
1: um so everyone is always also on the flip side that a lot of people are like yeah like you just said 23 is your worst year but I feel like people kind of set you up for that expectation so then when you're wallowing you're like oh everyone it's gonna be my worst year like I don't have to change it <laughs> so how did you kind of change your mindset you said 24 you were like oh I'm gonna be better so how did you kind of change your
0: mindset
2: going into that
0: Well, no one told me that 23 was going to suck. I just got to 23 and I was like, wait, this is. Now we're
2: just telling people. We're the tellers.
0: Now I'm vocal about it. Um, So I would just talk about it online. Everyone's like, oh my God, 23 was the worst year. I'm so sorry. And I don't know why it really, honestly, has, it is a little bit of like a universal thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with 24, I think I've just grown up and like there's certain things that would that have bothered me. I feel myself maturing and growing out of old ways or old ideas or things I would have put up with before. Um, So yeah, I don't actually like 24 wasn't just like, oh my god, amazing, whatever. I'm definitely having a good year so far. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't go into 23 expecting it to be bad. So it just kind of happened. Belle, on to the badness. What are some
1: kind of like specific ways that you pulled yourself out of that for anyone else that's going through a rough time? Because we all are going through rough times continuously, like simultaneously good one. What are some ways that you pulled yourself out of the phases you would go through? Because I'm always looking for ideas.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of it is investing into your own life and who you want to be. So, for instance, like, I knew I wanted, like, a really strong group of girlfriends. I have invested a lot of time into that, and I now have the friend group that I wanted. Sorry, my dogs are making noise. Go fuck me here. Okay. Um, just habits and routines that I wanted, the kind of person that I wanted to be, how I wanted to spend my time there's a time where it's okay to like be sad and like chill out for a second, but you also like can't live in that space if you want to get better. So I just kind of decided like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm in a weird place, but if I want to get to the other side, like I have to like get moving. So I just started like making again, the life that I wanted to make again, I think post difficult because you typically had, you know, your friends and your setup before, whatever that was, and then moving to a new city where, yes, I'm from the suburbs of here, but I just moved back after five years. I didn't have, um, I mean, a lot of people that i friends with, I was friends with before, but I wasn't hanging out with those people at the time. So I just made an effort to like make the friendships that I wanted to spend my time how I wanted to and not... I think a lot of it was just part of being on the internet. A lot of people like reject their idea of who you should be onto you. A lot of the times based off things that you said or like ways that you were like years ago. So I think it was just like for me taking a step back and deciding like who I wanted to be.
2: I think that's really good advice. Like taking the step back and kind of taking inventory of your life and what, how you want to spend your time. We have a whole episode dedicated to that. Um, but also another one that I thought of as you were talking was it's never too, it's never a bad time to try a new thing. Like if you, whenever I am in a rut, I'm like, okay, if I just try something new, it's going to help me like open up my mind. It's going to open up the possibilities for new ways that my life can look on the day to day or the weekly or whatever. And so I think that's also just something that I would suggest because I know it's helped me personally, just. Feeling like this is not the way I want things to go. Just trying new things and it just really changes your perspective. Maybe you meet some new people or maybe you find a new hobby or a new passion that you really like. And I just feel like people are too scared to try new things sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And
1: it's also what you were just saying. It's also never too late to reach out to people you used to know. Because I'm back mm-hmm. living where mm-hmm. I was in high school and there's so many people. now, Because <laughs> you said that, I'm thinking, oh, like we used to kind of be friends in high school, not best friends. But we're all grownups now. Wouldn't it be awkward to reach out and say, let's get a drink or a coffee or something? So it's never too late to reach out to people Mm -hmm. that you were like casual, like English (laughs) class senior year friends with.
2: Yes. Yeah. I feel like once you're out of college, that weirdness or whatever, like quote unquote weirdness goes away because everyone's just like, we're all out here struggling to like make friends. Maybe you moved to a new city or your life just looks completely different than it did in college. And so People are just ready to, like, connect with anyone and everyone. So as long as we all have that same mindset, it makes it easier to make <laughs> friends. I
1: was listening to one of your podcast episodes and you were talking about uncertainty in your 20s and kind of how that's like, exciting and terrifying at the same time. And I kind of want to dip into that a little bit. I feel like personally, depending on my mood, the uncertainty can either be scary or there's times in my life where I think it's so fun that I don't know, like, that I'm going to marry. Like, I think that's the funnest thing in the world sometimes. Or I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. So kind of how do you, like, what's your take, a hot take on that?
0: So I'm the exact same way with uncertainty. It depends, like, if you catch me on a good day, I'm like, it's exciting. And if you catch me on any other day, I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. It's something I've had to, like, really work through. I think I'm... Really thought I knew where my life was going and what I was going to do, who I was going to be with, whatever, at that point. And so many things at once in my life just kind of fell apart, which was the best thing that could have happened. I'm so much happier now. Now that I'm on the other end, like a year like a year out pretty much exactly, best thing that ever happened to me. But at the time, it's really scary because I think often we end up holding on to things like, whether it's a hobby that we have, an idea, a job, a major, a relationship, a friendship that we have more because we're afraid of change than we actually want that in our lives. So uncertainty was, like, a really hard thing for me to grasp. And I think it's really difficult in your 20s because you really don't know who you are. Like, as much as you're like, oh, I, I have a strong head on my shoulders, like, I have this vision. Like, we're so young and we have so many other, like, form like years that are going to form us that just will change that. So I don't know. It's definitely something that I have to like shift my perspective on a lot, but I've just found like, honestly, the answer to so many of my issues in my twenties has just been surrounding myself with the right people and having really good friends, spending time with family. Like the more I do that, the less I'm like freaked out.
2: I think at the same time too, with the trying to figure out who you are, that can be such a daunting task and it seems like you all have to figure it out right now but I also a don't think we ever really figure out who we are because we're going to be changing until the day that we die which is great because you never feel like you have to arrive at something and then stay in that pigeonhole yourself into like one thing and stay in that which there's freedom in not doing that but also something I wanted to say was I think that who you surround yourself with, those people tell you who you are. Like when you go through the regular school system, you're constantly told who you are by your teachers, by your peers, by your coaches, like you're a good athlete or a bad athlete, or you're a good student or a good daughter. But then once you're out into the world, you don't really have those labels of like student athlete or whatever anymore. And you're just kind of like a person trying to figure out how to be independent. And so you kind of have to find those people that are going to reflect who you are. Like, are you a good friend? Are you a good new hire at your job? Like that kind of thing. And I don't know. I just feel like that, that lack of identity is so hard in your early twenties. I feel like as you go through, it might be easier to kind of figure out, but like I'm in a place right now personally where it's like, all fresh, all new, like new city, new faces, new characters in my life movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how how are we all gonna work? What role are we all gonna play? And it's just so weird every day. It's like feels like life is fake right now. I'm like, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: no, definitely.
2: So
1: how do you I know that you said you move back to a home and you have old people back in your life, but aside from them, how do you surround yourself with good people? How because that's always a question that everyone's asking. How do you find the people Mm -hmm. and new people and new friends? And no one has any real answers, but (laughs) how have you, like, found success in that?
0: So some of my friends I've kept contact with and been with even since I've moved. Um, But a lot of people I've reconnected with or I've met friends. Like, I always say to have a friend, you have to be a friend. I hear people left and right. One of my least hurt qualities and someone is, like, complaining without a solution so it's like, if there's a difference between going to a friend and being like, hey, I'm feeling this way. And then also like complaining that you have no friends, but are you, make, like, are you making an effort? So when it comes to making friends, you have to first be a friend. And as far as actually meeting them, really all you have to do is just meet one person and that can be like your break. And then you go and you meet so many people through them and then you want people through them, but you have to make the effort. For me, I found... I've made the most friends or reconnected with the most friends with, like, going out, like, going out to dinners, so we're going out after dinner, things like that, um, but even, like, we live in such a, like, social media world. I've made a lot of friends through social media, too. Like, it's not weird to, like, reach out to someone and be like, hey, like, we should hang out if they're in your area. You guys do similar things. You, like, kind of talk on Instagram. Like, I don't know. I think that you can also tell, like, if you have similar interests, at least, and it's, like, worth a shot, but I just think you have to put yourself out there and make an effort. Like the way that I have, honestly, like the amount of effort that I have put into building like friendships this year is what I imagine like people who, I, like my friends that I see who are like the effort they put into dating. Like I'm like, they're going on dates all the time. Like, I'm constantly like hanging out with them. That's who so, like, I am. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you have to try Like honestly, post-grad, it's difficult and it takes a lot of time, but if it's a priority- Like you have to just make it a priority.
2: Yeah, that is true. That is how you are, Ashley.
1: <laughs> Painfully. Yeah, it's like I'm dating all of my friends. So since you've like moved around, since we graduated, obviously people leave and people separate, but how have you found success in like keeping in touch? People
2: always leave, Katie Sawyer. <laughs>
1: how have you um, found success in like keeping in touch with like the people stuck in LA that you moved away from or other places that you've gone?
0: So I would say since high school, since I started YouTube, I've had really good friends in different states. Since I was 15, 16. so even then, like yes, I like lived here. I had my like best friends at home, and then I had like my other friends who were in like Florida, Georgia, New York, Boston, like all over the place. So I felt I had those friends, and I'd always kept up with them even before. And we still have them. We still haven't even lived in the same city. Most of them actually. Um, and then I moved to I don't know honestly I don't. I just, I talk to them, I text them, I FaceTime, I'm a big FaceTime person, but I'm also a pretty low-maintenance friend, like, I don't really need to talk to you all day, every day, um, so I'm a big fan of FaceTime, but I'm also not someone who's, like, needing to be in contact with someone 24-7.
2: Can you imagine if we were in contact with our friends, all of them, (laughs) 24-7, like, (laughs) how? It's like, you're dating 20 people simultaneously. (laughs) it's like the bachelorette like how would you get anything done there's too many people to give time to
0: (laughs) yeah it's wild
2: um I kind of
1: wanted to circle back to something that we were saying a little bit earlier uh talking about like redefining because we're gonna keep changing throughout our 20s and our 30s and so on and so forth but arguably the most probably now and in our 30s how do you feel kind of about like redefining yourself and that means redefining some relationships in your life versus Making sure that you and some certain friends like go through it all together, but some friends might fade away because, you know, you keep redefining yourself and different priorities across different people's hard to mesh with.
0: I'm not really someone who just kind of like drops friends. I think that you can go through friendships like go in waves and at different times you're able to give different amounts. Like I think in order to have a long lasting friendship, you need to be able to drop your prior or drop your expectations of them at different times. Um, but as far as like redefining yourself, I think that's something you should always be doing. A mentor of mine told me, like, you should be a completely different person, like every three years, basically. If not, like, I don't want to be the same, I'm 24 now, I don't want to be the same person I was at 21. Like, I have three more years of life experience. And if I haven't changed with three more years of life experience and growth, like, that's way more alarming. Like, I'm way more worried if I stay the same than if I change. So that's a really big one, um, and just because I change, I don't find myself like necessarily um, changing friends or losing friends as much. There are definitely times where like I need to step away, and um, sometimes that means the friendships really just probably gonna like fade, like fizzle out and fade out, which is really normal, or it's just gonna look different. And like I think that's a really important thing, just because I got really lucky with really good friends when I was younger, and we just. We've always been friends, but, like, it just looks different in every, like, year of life.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get that because I still have high school friends that it's weird because, like, took more of, like, a back seat in college and now they're more in, like, a front middle row and then who knows from here on out. And it'll probably keep going back and forth forever. But, no, it's interesting, the three-year thing because, yeah, no, I'm similar to my, I'm, like, about to be 23, but, like, similar to myself at 21, but so different, obviously, from 19. So, no, that makes a lot of sense, three years.
2: Yeah, I'm picturing like what I'll look like at 26, not like physically what I'll look like, but like what my life will look like. And just like, will I be at the same job? Like, it's very interesting. Like three years doesn't seem like a long time when you look at the whole scope of your life. But when you think about how quickly things move in your 20s, like three years can be a lifetime. Like so much could happen.
0: So much even a one year
2: yeah yeah
1: the five-year question kind of freaks me out that seems a little too lengthy to like look ahead in your 20s five years um, but three is like more manageable five years I couldn't tell you but three years is more manageable five-year
2: plan like I don't even know I could yeah, literally I'm- be anywhere in the world at that point
0: <laughs> I'm like I'm anti five-year plan I have no idea my life is so different than it was a year ago like I have literally no idea
2: Do you have a plan? Like, I know everybody has like goals and things that we sort of work towards, but since we're not having five-year plans, like how do you kind of organize (laughs) your life so that there's like some direction or some momentum?
0: I definitely have like goals and things that I'm always doing, but I don't like set that to like a five-year goal. because like things just change so much. Also being in digital, like the industry is constantly changing. Like two years ago, podcasts were not this big, Like TikTok didn't even really exist. Like it's hard to really like, I have an overall like vision of what I want to do, but it's hard to like say at this time, I'm going to do this.
2: Yeah. It moves so fast. It's insane. I wonder if there's going to be another thing in like two years. That's like what TikTok was for us. There probably will be just a whole nother app. I feel like Instagram, I don't, I don't know what your hot take is on Instagram since you're obviously more serious about it than just the average user. But like I mean Instagram was down for a day this week and everybody was like, "Oh my god, like Instagram's down." But I feel like as a platform, it's like evolve or die. Like they're kind of <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about it?
0: I had a good conversation with Lindsey Carter about this because at the end of the day, I mean they kind of are evolving, which people don't like when they went from like oh, we're not a photo we're not a photo platform anymore. We're video because video is what's growing. You look at like TikTok and YouTube. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but don't like, I don't, I'm forgetting the book, like the slight edge. And it's like, basically, don't leave what made you. So, like, if you started on YouTube and you get massive and you have all this other success, like, don't leave YouTube. Like, that's what started the whole thing. So, it's like weird with Instagram trying to stay away as like technically not a video, a photo platform. I don't know. I definitely hear like my normal friends who are like, just do social media just have social media accounts don't do it as a job saying that they're not on Instagram that much anymore. It's kind of, they feel like it's kind of died out, but I don't notice that as far as like people who follow me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I don't know. I love Instagram. Like I really, really love Instagram, but it's, I've never been, I'm not like an Instagrammer. Like I just am someone who has followers on Instagram because I have followers on other platforms
1: right i completely thought that way the way your friends think where it's like instagram like i has no consequence on my life until it was down for a day and then i was like oh i guess i do check it all day (laughs) and i didn't realize that i actually do care sends
2: us into a frenzy
1: (laughs) and it is how i keep in touch with like a lot of people that i don't see all the time by responding to their stories or dming them stuff i didn't realize that either
2: it's really good for those like third basket friends, like not ones that you're gonna have a Snapchat group with, but ones you still want to see. Like, what are you up to? Like, do you have a new boyfriend? Like, I want to know. Is there a soft launch in your story? Absolutely. All of those people. Yeah, is there a man's hand holding a drink in your story? Like, yeah. whose man's hand is it? A <laughs> man's. I want to know. <laughs> no, literally. Are you dating right now? And what is your hot take if you are or aren't?
0: No, I like have no interest in dating. I'm so like, I just don't, I don't know. I'm like so focused on on my friends and having fun with my friends that like, I always say like, I just cannot imagine going on a date over, choosing to go on a date over, hanging out with my friends right now. So I just feel like it's not my thing for the time being. I'm so private for the most part about who I date. Like if I'm not like long-term with them. But like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even, I don't even think I would tell the story because I would be so afraid that they would hear it. Or if we had like mutual friends, Mm -hmm. I just like couldn't.
2: That's true. You
0: never know who's listening. And God forbid the soft launch with the hand and holding the
1: drink and happy hour on your story.
2: (laughs) Do you call it a soft launch too, Kenzie? Like, do you know what we're talking about when we say that? No,
0: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I think everyone does that.
2: Yeah, for those people who don't know the exact term of soft launch, it basically just means like when a man is on your story. Well, I guess a guy can do a soft launch too, but like his face isn't in it. Like you're being private about it, but you're still like winking at, you know, all your followers like, hey, hey, there's a man in my life. And it's like.
1: Or, or just doing it for your friend to stir up some drama or something like some, drama the the drama. Pot, some
2: hometown drama.
1: I kind of wanted to pivot um, almost like a thousand percent from what we're talking about, but and kind of talk about where you went to college and your background and with faith and kind of how that reconciles with your lifestyle now.
0: Yeah, um, I went to a small like college that was part, it was accredited through university and then it was part church internship. So it was great. Um, Really, really small school. I have never, and I will never be probably like the more like conservative church yeah. girl. That's just not my thing. I <laughs> think it's totally fine to go to a bar and have a have a drink. Like, I, I don't know. That's just not me. So like, it's hard for me to even speak on it because it's just so far from being me. Yeah. That like, I just, I don't really, I don't understand it. It's just, I mean, I get it for certain people. That's mm-hmm. totally fine if that's not your thing. But like, I don't understand why it's someone else's. Yeah, why you doing that as someone else's problem, you know? No, I
2: totally agree. I think what's cool about faith and people's understanding of it, in your 20s especially, is, like, it's different for everyone, and sometimes you're still figuring out what that looks like in your life, and some people are, you know, super far along on their faith journey. Some people are just kind of experiencing it for the first time, like learning about it a little bit or dipping their toe in, trying out a church in their local area. Like, you never know. And I think it's cool that people can just, like, do their own thing, live their own life, the life that they want to live. And it looks different for everybody. Just like, you know, everything does every hobby that we have. Like we all choose how to spend our time. Everybody, you do, you stay in your own lane. Respect.
1: (laughs) And then I also wanted to circle back to the very beginning. Let's throw some more book recommendations out there. And like, what have you been, and is your book club like a structured one? Are we reading along with you? are we catching up later? No,
0: my book club that I'm doing right now is just with my friends at home. Um, I did have a book club on the podcast for a bit. We're not doing that right now. It's going to be like once I add in more episodes. But yeah, I mean, I read all the time. I think my favorite reads of this year.
1: Yeah. How do you find time to read so many books?
0: I don't watch TV okay. ever. Like it's so rare. So like I, the average amount of time that someone would like spend watching TV, which it still isn't that much. I would say I read at night, probably an hour to two hours a night. Okay. So, and I'm a fast reader. Um, But, like, there are nights, like, last night I laid down to go to bed and I started a book and I just finished it. Like, I was just so, I couldn't fall asleep and I was just, like, so in the book. So, it just depends. Um, But, yeah, because I don't really watch TV, I think it makes it easier and it's just such a part of my night routine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. um i loved seven husbands of evelyn hugo oh yeah that one's i keep telling abby to read that so tomorrow i know oh
2: If God. it's on my list you guys it's on my list we've been on a taylor jenkins read train we went we all read malibu rising like all our friends and then oh. i also read daisy jones and the six and i also want to be her for halloween can you explain is- your halloween costume <laughs> i thought this would be so funny you guys like <laughs> that's actually see-
0: such a good idea
2: like Stevie Nicks vibes, but you're cooler because you're a book character, and like only some people will get it. And I would just look like, you know, an absolute fucking icon from the '70s, and then carry around like a number six. Like that's my six, Daisy Jones and the six. Like, well, that's have actually six really band members follow me around.
0: You could go viral on Book Talk too. Yeah,
2: yeah the bookers will be all over that. Anything for the
1: views. <laughs> I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Book Talk, which is that uh, only like. My fifth of the recommendations are good, in my opinion. And I keep seeing the same books again and again and again. The same like seven. It's true. It's all Yeah, It ends through. with us. We were It's like the wow. same seven books on Book Talk. And I want some fresh hot takes. Yes.
0: I get a lot of my recs from either Goodreads. I never get them from Book Talk. Any of the books that I read that I like that are on Book Talk, I read before they're on Book Talk, and I probably wouldn't have read them if they've been popular on book Talk before, because I feel the same way. Um, but I think the Redheads Facebook group is a good one. My like Geneva group chat is good for book rocks too. It's, so never
2: too to it's, redhead, it's never too late to become a Redhead, I hear.
0: Never too late. That's what um, I hear. But yeah, I love the Silent Patient too. That was so good. It was, I can't pronounce his name, the author's, it was his first release. So good. Um, yeah, I don't What's know. A I your mean,
2: genre to read?
0: I like, like, romance and thriller. Those are, like, the two that I tend to go between.
2: <laughs> Ashley and I love thrillers, but mostly movies. Yeah. We're obsessed with movies and books.
0: My issue with thrillers
1: sometimes is I've read plenty, and it's, like, the same storyline. Like, I can call the ending by the middle, like, the husband like or the wife, life. the best friend did it. <laughs> yeah, one of those three. Yeah. You should
0: read Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. She's my favorite. That's my favorite thriller, and it because it's so unique. Like it's not anything you'll see coming.
2: Okay. I love the twists and the turns. Throw me for a loop.
1: Throw you for a big loop. Are there any? Oh, before we get into podcast recommendations, I was wondering if you you have a good morning or nighttime routine, or if you're trying to
2: form one. Queen just got a facial, so she's already ahead of us. Ahead of the game.
0: I love routines. Right now for my morning routine, I'm getting back on like lemon water and celery juice in the morning because it just makes me feel so good. So I go do that. I'll journal a little bit. Then I go work out. Um, I've just been doing like 12, 3.30 at my house. Uh-huh. And then I just shower and get ready for the day. Like nothing too crazy. At night, um, I the, the most consistent thing in my day-to-day routine, honestly, is reading at night. But I will, like, wind down. I love cooking. Um, I make sure my house is clean. I like candles. I just, like, set a nice, like, mood mm-hmm. in my house. Shower. Always wear a matching pajama set. I have the Hatch score <laughs> night, um, not nightlight, uh, alarm clock. But it has a light on it, so it, like, dims down. So I have, like, oh. a nighttime routine with that. And then I read every night. That
2: sounds That's really scene. So like I would fall asleep immediately if there was like candles and dim light and I was reading like fall asleep with the not. candles on? Down. <laughs> yeah. um, fall asleep with the candles on and burn my house down.
1: When you journal, journaling, do you like to do the five-minute journal everyone's obsessed with? Or are you just like free, free thought
0: journaling? <laughs> So I like the five minute journal a lot. Um, I, we, I was just on this retreat in Malibu and we did like a journaling workshop, which was actually incredible. Okay. So I'm doing things that like she gave us, um, but it really just depends.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to get more into the journaling. I know it's so good and it's good to like get your thoughts out on paper and it's very therapeutic and it's a great part of a routine. I just haven't like forced myself to do it until it becomes a habit yet.
1: Me too. I only journal when things are like really, really like over the top good. <laughs> Like, really, okay. bad. Yeah, yeah. really bad yes really yeah so if you're bad it's like two
2: extremes.
1: um do you have any podcast recommendations
2: that you think people would benefit from besides i love you so much which is yours obviously
0: <laughs> yes so i am obsessed with world's first podcast by sarah and aaron foster okay. it is my favorite podcast ever like literally to ever exist i am now ne- i'm so excited for thursday mornings not because of my podcast but because of theirs <laughs> uh, i've listened to every single episode i Love them. Love the skinny confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, let me throw all my podcasts out. I listen Big to the fans of that one today. That's how I am feeling.
1: Like I go through phases with all podcasts, but I feel that excitement to wake up every morning and listen to the morning toast. Me too. That, that is
2: like that.
1: the excitement That's- I feel about the morning toast.
0: That's actually a really important thing in my morning routine now that I think about it. Like once I'm ready and doing stuff and I've made my breakfast, then I'll do like admin work for an hour and I have the morning toast on.
2: Yeah. I've been listening to the toast in my AirPods like every morning at work and it's really comforting. Just hear their voice. It's getting (laughs) getting comforting. It's so comforting. Yes. Yeah. It's comforting. And it's also one that's not like a super, super intense or serious. Like you don't have to, like if you zone out for five minutes, it's fine. Like you'll you'll get back in. Pop culture vibes. Yeah which is nothing like ours because ours is intensely serious and if you miss a minute then you miss the whole thing yeah just intensely
1: yeah. serious. you might as well turn it off
0: um and then you said that you love cooking where are you getting your recipes from the modern proper is my favorite I like half-baked harvest as well <laughs> I think I dabble between the two but it's really the modern proper that I just like love
2: okay yeah is that I... a creator what is that a creator
0: yeah well it's two people but they have a website they have an Instagram too but I go to like the websites and get it when I make my grocery list for the week I like pick whatever recipes Mm. I'm gonna make and then I link it in my notes app and I have like my menu for the week so I use the websites actually
1: um okay I think it is time for our favorite and most important question
2: ah uh, yes please pimp yourself out where can the people find you where can they follow you on instagram youtube tiktok all the things oh, your podcasts?
0: So um at kenzie elizabeth on instagram twitter tiktok's Kinsey elizabeth with hey youtube my podcast is i love you so much with kenzie elizabeth and i think that's it
2: and we think that's it i think that's it awesome well Thanks so much, Kenzie. It's been so fun talking to you and talking about life in your 20s. We need to have these conversations more. So hopefully everyone is feeling relatable, feeling like we're doing this thing together, figuring it out one day at a time.
0: Thanks, guys.